never define Love the divine To alter your courses What up, what up, y'all? My name is Kel. My name is Anna. And you're tuned to Cognac, Cupcakes, and Conversations. CCC is a podcast with a twist. Cognac, Cupcakes, and Stimulating Conversations. Because it's not just about us anymore. And we're striving to promote awareness of issues affecting our communities. In short, it's a vibe. Y'all, we vibes. are back. Oh, my goodness. Vibes, it's been so long. Vibes. Yes, it has. It has. Like we had to come back earlier this right, year. Right. We had to come back before the anniversary this year. Um, but we got so much in store for this today's episode. Um, you know, it's just been a lot that has gone on since we've been gone. And it's a lot that's still happening right now. Okay. <laughs> so who knows what will happen after this recording. But and most importantly, <laughs> it's it's a special person's birthday week. Oh, no, who's that? It's our Anna's birthday week. Yes, it's her genius oh, year. 33. Yeah. Okay, sis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's my birthday. I can cry if I want to, but I'm not trying to. <laughs> yes, yes, it's my Jesus year. We on the come up. So this is kind of like our celebratory episode of that as well. Um, My birthday is coming up this week. Um, As y'all probably saw the motivational moment post that Kel posted that was so sweet. She wanted one of my pictures that I took over the weekend to use for this week. And I'm sure we'll post another picture because I got a picture with some cupcakes too. Oh, yeah. I'm going to slide over to you (laughs) for for my actual birthday. Mm -hmm. Yes, I still got to go through like so many pictures. Uh, My brother was taking a lot of the pictures like that one that I shared with you. And um, I didn't know how bomb the Android's cameras were. Like they're actually like legit. I was like, wow. It actually, it look, yeah. it, like, I don't even know if you did any type of editing, but you look smaller. You look snatched. The lighting was perfect. You look good. Oh, that's, that's sucking in, my love. That is sucking <laughs> in. But thank you. That's what I got to go through and do. I got to do. I don't give a fuck. Okay. Yes. I dropped the F-bomb <laughs> on the first episode back. Okay. I don't give a fuck. I'm showing sure up about to edit the fuck out of these Facetune, whatever it's called, the fuck out of these pictures. You know, but I'm still me. You know, I'm not about to be out here looking like a, a straight hourglass, but, you know, I am going to touch a few things up here and there. You don't do like my little airbrush and shit, you know, so <laughs> we're going to do that, you know, but in the meantime, in between time, you know, shout out to my fellow Capricorns out there. Shout out to Portia. She's celebrating her birthday this week. Mary J. Blige hit 50. I saw Beyonce wished her a happy birthday too. Um, So, yes. And I was just like applauding Mary because I was like, yes, Mary, you are the quintessential Capricorn. You're like serious like us, but you never have a hair out of place, bitch. She is always on point. Always on point. So amazing. Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes. Like I just love how she looks. And so I was I was cracking that joke in our Lipton group. Like that thigh, that thigh with that flower yeah, on it with the rose on it. She keeps yes. the joint intact. Okay. Always. <laughs> Not a cellular 
and yes, yeah, no, not this type. <laughs> like, like, not a squiggle on her ass. Okay, okay. what if she did something to do that? I don't know, but it looks very natural to me. So, okay. salute. Salute to all my Capricorns, okay? All right. But yeah. on that same note, you know, we just came out of a, a crazy year. Happy New Year, everybody. Yes. I, I forgot to say that in the beginning. Yes, cheers to the New Year. I'm sipping on some Coke and Cognac because it's the New Year. And, you know, it's not Diet Coke, but, you know, I'm going to start getting stuff together, so... I'm not saying I might not have a guavatini on my right. birthday. I probably will, but <laughs> and we are recording a little early because you know we're not gonna record on my birthday, but I still was pressed to come back the week of my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, so sipping on some cognac and um coke. Uh, what you got going on over there, Miss K? Some agua. Yes, I need some water. I hear you. Yes. yes, this is, you know, I wanted to be refreshed, renewed, and trying to hydrate my skin. So I'm trying to cut back on sodas and juices. Yes. But, you yeah. know, I still get my, my little cognac with a little chaser every now and then. Yeah, now, of course. That drink that, you, that drink that you made me um, when I came over your house over the holidays, like, was lit. What was that again? Yeah, so um, I haven't put a name to that one yet, but it basically was um, Martel. Yeah, it was Martel. It had con- ginger beer, ginger beer, Cointreau. It had a little bit of mango rum and pomegranate mm-hmm. juice and um, ginger beer. Yeah, and it had yeah. rosemary. I'm trying to like play with the herbs and spices yeah. and flowers. Yes. It was nice. It was refreshing, but it was still toasty. It was cozy. It was mm-hmm. like it was like I could see us at a barn fire drinking that. Yes. And yes, for the holidays. It was it was perf. Perfect. Next time I'm gonna the smoke holidays. the rosemary first and see Ooh, how that yeah. work. And I do want to play with some dry ice. So yes, you know, just you know, yes, dry ice. Yeah. Yes. You know, spice it up a little bit. Stay tuned. Yes, Stay indeed. tuned. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. Well, uh, as the Capricorn, I'm going to switch it over to the Leo. You know, I'm just calling out our astrological signs because, yes. Yes. Uh, you know, we're in the year of 2021 and it's like supposed to be some big thing. You know, we just, I know y'all all saw how we were supposed to be superheroes on the 21st. <laughs> You know, but it's all good. We still have superhero powers. And Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. episode is all about introspection. And and because we really felt really introspective um, coming out of the new year, uh, out of 2020. And, you know, some people may feel like, oh, I don't really feel like having a fresh start this year. But you can feel either way. You want to have a fresh start this year? Have a fresh start. You want to continue doing you and just you just trying to recover from 2020? You know, like those memes that say March is around the corner and I'm still trying to process last March? Yeah. Hey, sis. <laughs> it, it is what it is. is. <laughs> but it's good to take inventory of where you are right now, regardless of what you choose to do with your 2021. So on that note, Kel... Would you like to 
getting some motivational. Yes. So this year's, uh, this year's Lord, (laughs) this week's motivational moment is cheers to a blessed year. Do you know how value, how valuable you are? God chose you to wake up and see the gift of a new day. You have your right mind. You have your health. Take the time to appreciate that. This is a new opportunity to reset. You're renewed. You don't need to kill yourself to prove to other people who you already are. Who you are destined to be is within you already, right now, at this moment. You are light. You are love. You are God's child. You are the chosen one. You are a source of energy. And most importantly, you are a vibe. Yes, vibe. Yeah. Vibe. <laughs> Every time I hear that, I, I hear your voice singing it. <laughs> Jesse Wu. <laughs> Just vibes, bitch. Just racism, barbaric activities, and vibes. And on that note, let's go ahead and get into this R&R. Indeed. It's balance. Ratchetness and righteousness is the yin and the yang of life. You got to be equally yoked with both. We got to get to the ratchetness first before we get to the righteousness. So um, everybody's been like doing these little busted challenges. You know, it seems like every month there's a new challenge, right? So the new challenge is bust it. But what I wanted to call out is that it's by that chick, Erica. Thanks. I wanted to call her Erica King. Yes, yes, her, um, who was previously looked at as um, the Megan child, the child of Megan or whatever, Megan the Stallion, her wannabe clone or whatever. But, oh, you know, I can't front. I'm happy to see her like have something that sounds different because I did hear her music and it did like when she first was like being compared to Megan Thee Stallion because they are very similar. But what she said about that was that they're from the same city, you know, or the same area or whatever. And of course they're going to sound the same. Of course, like the music is going to be similar, you know? So I understood where she was coming from when she said that. So I was happy to see something set her apart and you know, this is sampling, uh, Nelly's hot in her, so I'm here for it. You know, salute to her. Happy for her. Don't try to sound like my boo Megan though. No more. Keep keep on this path. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah. um, the the challenge has been crazy. Watching all these, everybody from little babies to grandmas dropping down and getting their equal on. And right. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, when I saw that white lady probably going up. <laughs> word, word, yeah, hot in her, yeah. Yeah, so I love watching it. When I saw the little old white lady do it, I was like, well, damn. And it's funny because it was like a week ago, Dennis asked me like, yo, so you're not going to be trying to do the Busted Challenge, right? And I was lost. Like, I didn't even know what that was. I was like, what is that? And then it was like the next day, I started seeing it all over the timeline. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I just... I do have, I ain't going to front. You know what? I'm going to applaud myself this year. That's what I'm going to do going for. Okay. I do have the knees for it, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. They asked me the same thing. He was like, I'm surprised you and Anna ain't doing it. Do it yet. I'm like, man, I think, I don't know if we got old or like, we just, it's not. And it wasn't even a thing of like, like you said that, not that we can't do it. It's just why? 
<laughs> yeah. You got to do your makeup and stuff. I was like, yo, if I would have thought about it, I would have did it when I did my little photo shoot. Because it's like, you got to look bad as shit for it. Mm-hmm. And I would have had to go in there. That would have been a good one because I had the little peeny wally little mini bun on top of my head. And then when I would have done the photo shoot, I would have had the makeup. I would have had the big ass long ponytail. It would have been a total switch. Right, right. <laughs> For it, but like I was just like, child, you know, I don't know, maybe on my birthday, but I wasn't gonna ask you either. I thought about, it, I was like, oh, we should do a CCC busted challenge, but I'm like, girl, that shit gonna be old in two weeks, so we'll be all right. <laughs> It'll be something um, else for us. Everything ain't for everybody. Word. Speaking of everything ain't for everybody. <laughs> oh, before I move on to those, I was gonna talk about Bridgerton and all them, but before I get there, I cannot forget to talk about Lori Harvey's latest conquest. So <laughs> You know, I think this has been going around like since right after, maybe right after we, or maybe while we were recording still last month, but um, no, we ended on Thanksgiving. So yes. So since then there's been rumors floating around of Michael, Michael B. Jordan um, dating Lori Harvey. And um, they were on going on trips together. They was on private jets going down to the a for her birthday i mean for the holidays and shit and so a lot of people were speculating and now they just announced it um and i mean it was kind of like not really news however they're claiming each other and so everybody's like damn Lori, you like teach us teach us wise one (laughs) How you was able to get Michael B. Jordan because you know Michael B. Jordan likes to you know swirl with the snowflakes and the snow bunnies, and so to see that she was able to hook Michael B. Jordan's little snooty ass, um, everybody is just on one about that. What I don't like is that there are a good handful of females, some that I even know, that feel a way about her and are calling her a hoe, and I'm like, hold up, wait a minute. Let me put some pimping in it, okay? Because how many niggas do this all the time? Like, you you have to give her props for even doing it to the nigga that does it. He does a you on you all the time, a.k.a. Future, okay? Future sensational ass is always doing this to females. And we didn't even really give her her just due for that. We didn't even give her her props for leaving that ass hanging, okay? But... <laughs> Y'all have a problem with Lori Harvey dating and being claimed by Michael B. Jordan? Like, I understand the hate if you just, like, really like Michael B. Jordan. I get it. You know, I used to like him, too, till he had the porn stash going on. <laughs> then he, just, he turned me off with that, you know. Uh, <laughs> but after he finished doing that shit and, you know, now he's cleaned himself up, which enter Lori Harvey. That's probably why he's like, let me cut this shit down. Um, but I I just don't understand why some women have to say that she's a whore because the way I see it, she, yes, she may be dating all these guys in the industry, but if that is her pick of the litter, if that's the pond that she swims in, technically you're just hating because we've all dated and slept with probably the same amount of number of men that we we've seen her with publicly. And we, you know, the only difference is that they not celebrities. Right. Rich right. So 
if that's who she's dealing with, then she's 20-something years old. Like, it's not really that strange to see her with that many boyfriends. It's not. What do you think, Kel? I absolutely agree. Like, I feel like that is just a hater talking because, you know, like she has a different, like you said, she's in a different pond. She's in a different, you know, swim of pool of people. So, of course, she's going to date higher and better than your average, you know, Tyrone or Pookie from the street. Yeah, she has, you know, she just has a, she has better, more opportunities because of her stature of who she is and, you know, whose daughter she is. And also, if we even take a look at that of who her, upbringing is from mm-hmm. and we think mm-hmm. about like you know back in the day i think um he wrote think like a man so like she she grew up on that like she knew the game early and then if a, a step further her mom ain't no like submissive don't know nothing about nothing either her mom is hip to the game too and that's how she was able to get steep so, you know like she, yep. mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. is young if you got it flaunt it I'm here for it, sis. I'm surprised that she yep. got him too because, I, like, before he was with her, with before they made the announcement or became Instagram official or whatever the case may be, he was with Snow Allegra. And I'm just like, well, what happened to them? Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> it just, like, it disappeared. Saw him in that whoa video. Right. In his flame. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, hey, sis, live your life. And I want to see it vicariously through you. Yes. Yeah, so you know, that's all. You know, we just living vicariously through her. Now, if she gets with Drake, then I'm really going to be blown. That, that's what I'm <laughs> like. Oh, damn. But, you know, I'm not I'm not going to lie. My zest, my zeal for um, Drake has def- definitely dissipated over the years. Like, he's just become a distant lover, distant memory to me. And um, I'm even a little turned off by him because I feel like if I ever met him in real life, I would really be turned off because I don't know. I just feel like he would just to the max. It's not even the corniness because that would be endearing. (laughs) It's the, the, you know, he's a superstar and he believes he is. He's, I just don't see any humble bones in his body anymore. I just don't, I just wonder what that interaction would be like, you know, even if it was like, for some reason I was amongst his peers, I feel like he would still be like somewhat untouchable. And it's like, can you hold a conversation? I don't think he's as bad as Trey Songz. I low-key feel like Trey Songz is a dummy. Sorry, Nicole, if you're listening. But (laughs) I low-key feel like he's a dummy. I felt that way for years. But like, I, you know... I don't know. I'm just turned off by Drake. So if Lori Harvey got Drake next, I feel like that would have to be the next conquest for her. Because I, I just feel she's going to step on Michael B. Jordan's, you know, chest at some point. She's going to step yeah, on I don't, his heart. Exactly. I don't see that relationship lasting that long either. I think this is just something to do. It's wintertime and, you know, it's cold mm-hmm. out. Let's get cozy, right? <laughs> right. It's so <laughs> if she gets with Drake next, um, you know, that I really see people are saying this is the thing. This is the um, what are the, the final infinity stone? Yeah, yes. she's saying this is the final infinity stone. I don't see that. I am predicting that the final infinity stone will be Drake. I'm waiting for that one to happen. And I think, you know, just like many other women that Drake has dated, I feel like she'll let him go too, just like Rihanna did. Mm-hmm. 
Now he now she is not the infinity stone for him. He's the infinity stone for her. But um she'll settle down like years from now. But for now, she's too hot. She's way too hot. Way you know too funny. Cool. I see way her settling young. down with someone that's like a no name. Oh no name. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's gonna be a no name person. <laughs> Exactly. I was gonna say the same thing. She's gonna settle down with some no name ass nigga and be so happy. Um, because <laughs> what it started off with for people that don't haven't been following Lori Harvey, Lori Harvey was originally engaged to this um soccer player. I don't know if he's from overseas or if he's from here, but he was a cute guy. He and he had money and everything. Like he, it was a nice little matchup. But it didn't work out between them. I can't remember why. I don't know if they were cheating or what. But they were engaged. And then they broke up. And that's when this whole shit with her started off. Where she was just sowing her wild oats. And I'm like, (laughs) have at it. Have at it. Because these niggas do it all the time. So, moving on. (laughs) Uh, So, going back to what we was just about to talk about. Let's go through a rundown. Before we get to the the righteousness and the return. Okay, I'm not supposed to use that word. Um, There's still some ratchetness with the white folk that we're going to get into later. Of course, we're talking about, you know, Occupy (laughs) the Capitol, Occupy DC via MAGA. But I do want to really quickly just catch up with you guys on Netflix and like all the videos and movies that we watched. Um, you know, hit those quick hits real quick. So we definitely watched Bridgerton. Yes. Um, yes. And so um, me and Kel like, liked it. Spoiler alert. So if you guys want to go ahead and skip ahead, you might want to do that right now because we're going to make some spoilers happen here. But um, we loved it. Um, but rather than talking about why we loved it, I want to just quickly talk to you, Kel, about some of the things that people had issues with with it. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the first thing that's first is, um, you know, depiction of a black male falling in love with a mediocre white woman. That's one, mm-hmm. um, which I agree. She is mediocre as fuck. I couldn't believe <laughs> that that was, that was who... <laughs> I'm not trying to hate. I'm just saying when I saw that bitch, I was like, wait, that's the suit, that's the main character? You know, like, I'm like, wait a fucking minute. Like they could have gotten the girl who played Anastasia on um, I was gonna call her Sex in the City, um, on a Fifty Shades of Grey. And she was mediocre as fuck too, but that played well into what she was depicted as right. in the book. She was depicted as a mediocre girl or whatever. But that, I would have been happier with that than the girl that they chose. But, you know, she still had her own beauty. But for her to be the diamond of the season, I was like, the fuck? <laughs> but in reality, I take that back a little a little bit. Because in reality, back then... That might have been it. Because when you look at these paintings of these women. They're very that's kind bare. Of like. Yeah, they're bare bones. Yes. yes. Yes, indeed. So maybe that made that that was the point of it all. They wanted it to really look true to the time you know, that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But um, loved seeing um, Queen Charlotte depicted as an actual black woman because apparently she was. She might have been mixed, but she was a black woman. So that's some great 
information for all of us to see. But um, yeah, people didn't like him chasing after, you know, another story of a, a black male that's accomplished and stuff, chasing after a white woman, multiracial relationship, interracial relationship. Then the other issue people had was the sex um, and how she was very unaware or the young girls of that time were depicted to be super unaware of sex altogether. Like you could have told them like, she might as well, as, as Demetria Lucas said, I think she might as well believe that the stork was real. Like it was like, the level of knowledge was like us as little girls, like 10 years old, maybe less than that. Cause you know what sex is by 10. So like, it was like a five-year-old thinking, Oh, mommy kisses daddy. And then she gets a belly and then the baby comes like, yeah. like really didn't know. And then of course his pullout method. Um, so Barbara, that was what was supposed to keep you from, you know, having kids. So Kel, what's your thoughts? Okay. I'm not going to go so, with, with um, the main character being kind of very naive, I find that very unrealistic because they was having popping out babies at like 12 and 13 back then. You know what I'm saying? So like that was, sex was, it was, it was a thing that, that was had at a way younger age in those days. So I'm surprised that they tried to make her so, so dumb. <laughs> like I, I didn't understand like the point of that. Um, but were they that age? You see how they never... I think they said that their man was 21. I think they said he was 20 or something like that at some point. Because, like, the guy that was her brother, he had said, in the 21 years of your life or something, 21 years that I've known you or some shit like that. And you know how the men were always, like, usually significantly older mm-hmm. than the women. Um like, not to go off on a tangent, but I watched, ironically, before Bridgerton dropped, I just randomly felt like watching, um, what is her name? Marie Antoinette, the one that um, Kirsten Dunst was in. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was actually really young. When I looked it up, I think she was like 14 mm-hmm. when she married. And I was like, so that's why she acted so young in the movie for so long. So she married a boy and the boy was 15. She married him because his father was getting to a certain age and they knew that he was going to be the next heir. So they needed to marry someone or whatever. Um, And so I, you know, I won't go any further into that, but basically they were 14 and they just made them like lay in a bed and expected them to have sex with each other so that she could, you know, of course have a a boy at some point and produce a new heir. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and they didn't have sex for years. And I thought like, is this nigga gay or is he (laughs) scared or whatever? And eventually it took years for them to finally have sex and for her to have a baby only for it to be a girl. And then she started fucking on other niggas and, and, you know, so on and so forth. And she did get her boy, but there was a rumor that the boy wasn't even the, See, there was there was a lot of tea. So that's what I liked about Bridgerton because they showed how like niggas was talking, like mm-hmm. the gossip. The gossip it was, was real. Same, it was the same way in Marie Antoinette. Like it was like horrible what they would do. Like they would be talking about you right in front of you. I mean, I guess they did that on Bridgerton too. Like they like 
someone sitting right here next to me and they're like, yes, did you know that she wasn't a virgin when she married? And so <laughs> and it was like right there. Like that was, that was crazy to me. But um, the pullout method. Yes. What, what was so for the pullout method, I'm just like, yo, dog, you are not going to be able to do this for the rest of your married life. Like, <laughs> come on now. Like, you are going to get caught up. And, um, well, actually, what I I figured, so, like, I knew he lied from the beginning. I was like, this nigga's lying. Two, I was like, he's going to get caught up because she's going to find out. And when she finds out, she's not going to, she's going to jump on top of him and then she's not going to um get off of him and she's going to make him come. And he's not going to be able to, like, pull out at that point. And that's exactly what the fuck happened. She wrote yeah. that dick until the next day, girl. Okay. And then he's like, What did you do? What did right. you do? I'm like, you didn't I thought he was gonna put when that scene came out, I thought he was gonna push her off of him. No, nah, but... you can't pull uh uh-uh, now when <laughs> when it's that strong <laughs> and she got some muscles You know how to super you know how to like use your thighs. To hold a nigga down, like come on, there, like we ain't gonna sit here and fake. So people said that was that was rape. <sighs> All right, I, I guess I'm being insensitive. I I see why they just said that because they know that she she knew that he did not want to come inside of her, right. I can't say that it's rape because he consented in the sexual act. What he did not consent in is coming inside of her. So was it rape? No. Was it a trap? Yes. Yeah. But rape is, I wouldn't call that rape because they both consented to have sex. Yeah. And I guess you could say like he changed his mind, but he, again, he didn't put her off. But right, that but I just he, like because he never said he anything. Advantage of the situation. He but never said I, I to the end. So everything was done. He said, "What did you do?" After this right. nigga has already came. So did he? Right. It did. It, 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 yeah. yeah, it's a great line. <laughs> it, it, it really is so we gonna moonwalk out of that shit uh, but hit us in the comments if you want to debate about it <laughs> um, Sylvie's Love a lot of people compared that one to um, Bridgerton and Love Jones so mm-hmm. um, the issues that people had with this I know you loved it Kel I still haven't seen it mm-hmm. I might watch it tonight but Sylvie um, was technically engaged when she met dude on the movie in the movie. So um, a lot of people were like, yo, you know, like what type of shit is that? Um, when I heard that, though, I was like, oh, well, I'm not surprised because I can see, you know, if people are away at war and I don't know where the guy I think the guy was away at war, right? Uh, it's complicated. Okay, well, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> It's okay if I'm if I'm being honest with the Sylvie's uh, love situation. Sorry, my headphones is falling off. Um, mm-hmm. I think that it's one of those just like complicated situations where, yes, he did go away to um to war or whatever the case may be, but that's not why she was already in a situation beforehand, and 
she, it was just one of those things where you get caught up and it's just like, damn, that was just a great love experience. Like something that you feel like you just can't shake. Like, mm-hmm. it's like you know you're wrong. You know you dead ass wrong. But you just, mm-hmm. you don't care because it's just, you. it's a love Jones. It, it literally is like a love Jones. Like, it's like, I know this shit ain't good for me, but I, 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 I can't. I can't let it go, whatever the case may be. And the whole her character, if you I I didn't take offense to it. Like I I got it. I felt like I understood my grandparents and the mm-hmm. shady shit that they might have done back in the day. And like now looking back, you could be like, oh damn, grandma, you was fucked up that you find out after she had already died and stuff like that. You know, the stuff that comes out the closet. It's like that. It's like that. It's like, damn, that was that was y'all like, but like grandma, you was fucked up. But I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> it's, it's like one Yeah, of those- because if you hear the story, but when you if you were that's a great point because you hear these stories, but if you were alive back then and you were her in that scenario, you could see how intense yes. it might have been. Yes, I, I know what you mean by that. Yeah, that's deep. Yeah, because we look back and we be like, hold up, you, what? Grandma, you was doing that? Right, what? like what? They, were young, they, they too were young ones. Exactly. You know, and there's, uh, affairs were just as hot and heavy in the sixties and the in the fifties as they were as they are today. So, and you understood why she made some of the decisions that she made all the way down to the end. And even her husband, when he found like when he, he knowingly knew what the fuck was going on, too. Yeah, and even him deciding to even still stay because he knew that child wasn't his. Like you know, from the very <laughs> beginning. So, like, oh shit! So the child wasn't his, not the husband's. Mm-mm. Oh, like the fiance, the guy that she was engaged to. Yeah, the the one she married. She married him. The, the the love, the guy that she was in love with, was not her husband. That wasn't. She wasn't engaged to him either. She just right. had a love Jones for him, or whatever the case may be. But she got. Pregnant. Oh, so then they never get together. They do. Okay, let me. All right, I I gotta watch it. I gotta watch it. I'm they do for it. they they get to. Not don't tell me. Don't tell me. Okay. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it for real now. Uh, if not today, maybe tomorrow. Okay. Um, they have their moment. Seasons. Right. Seasons. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Lovers Rock. That's another one I gotta watch. Me and Kel both talked about that. That one is um, set in the sixties in London, um, in the West Indian community. And it's just chronicling, you know, the lifestyles and the issues that, um, people of that culture and community went through and, you know, how it affected, you know, how it's affected today's society or whatever for that same community. So I'm really interested in looking into that because in fact, I want my parents to watch it because they're they're more so kids of the '70s and somewhat of the '80s, um, but I know that they would enjoy it too. Mm-hmm. So um, because they grew up seeing their parents, you know, jamming to you know, I always hear stories from them about their parents 
playing music and the different clubs and stuff. Like there, there was like you know how you got the Lions Club or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they have they have some of that still to this day in New York and and blah blah. blah. And um, I don't know if that's in Lovers Rock, but I'm assuming it might be because. Um, that's some things that when you're an uh, immigrant and you come from another country that kind of brings you together with reconnects you with your community from back home. So I just really, um, really interested. I just haven't really had the time to sit down and like really watch it, um, like been in the mood to do that. Right. Um, right. I look forward to watching that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Soul, though, we did see Soul. Yes. Yes. And whew, that really had an effect on me. I mean, that kind of helped us decide what we wanted today's podcast episode to be about, because it really between that and the great I was going to call it the great beyond because that's what it's called in the thing. But what was it? What was it called? Um, um, what happened on the 21st? The great conjunction. Um, conjunction. Yeah. Like between the conjunction and soul, like. Pfft, my third eye was like, me. it couldn't be close. <laughs> yeah, it just could not be close. <laughs> so, yo, like, so Soul was great, but the issues that, see, me and Kel, we loved it. And a lot of people I know, even like Hotepish people that I know, fucked with it. But a lot of people had an issue with the fact that this was yet another example of how Disney will do a movie with Black people at the center of the movie, but the black main character is something else. They turn into a a object or an animal for the majority of the movie. And you don't really get to fully embrace the culture and stuff like that. So me and Dennis actually got into quite the debate about this because he was like, well, you know, I feel like that's any other Pixar movie, there's always animals and and stuff like that, talking animals. That's like the magic of these Disney movies. I was like, I feel you on that, but like what I understand, like first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say really quick before I finish that statement. Let it be known or let it be clear that I love the movie as it is, I appreciate it as it is. But going back to the previous statement I was gonna make, I understand where people are coming from. At first, I was like, y'all, y'all, like, y'all don't got to be hotel for everything, y'all. Like, can we just calm down and enjoy a Disney movie for what it is? That's how I feel about a lot of the the stuff, even with Bridgerton, even with all them, like, I understand how how you feel. I'm not, Mm -hmm. like, devaluizing, you know, whatever you might feel about it. But at the same time, I'm like, it's a movie. Can we just enjoy it without finding something? Can we just enjoy it for what it is yes 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 but i do under i agree with you absolutely a hundred percent i do understand however where people are coming from with that 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 example and they brought up the example of um princess and the frog and and then i was like oh damn that's true and i remember when i saw princess and the frog i enjoyed it when i saw it then too i i didn't think too twice twice but what i did notice and i said this to dennis i was like i noticed both times when i watched princess and the frog in soul i saw them change into whatever like princess and the frog she turns in, into the frog but it's like you knew that was well you didn't know that was gonna happen that she was gonna be the frog um because in the story of princess and the frog Prince, the right? old, 
it's the prince that's the frog, not her. And they chose to flip it and make it her to make it, you know, different or whatever. But um, in Soul, we, we didn't know that this nigga was going to be a, a blue, you know, spirit blob walking around all day trying to help this, you know, quintessential white girl spirit, you know, find her... <laughs> find her soul or to find her spark in the world and stuff. And I didn't even see it as a magical Negro moment, but it really was truly a magical Negro moment. The magical Negro, y'all should Google that term, but basically it's like, there's always some black character in some of these feel good white movies that, mm-hmm. you know, he has all the answers to everything. And it's like, he's just happy just to be save you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's happy to save you and stuff. And, and that's it. Don't, they don't really get much out of it. Um, you know, I see what they're talking about because it's just like, damn, you know, yeah, there's all these these um, Disney movies that have these animals and shit in it, and the magic of the movie is that and stuff and, you know, all that, but, like, why the fuck we can't ever get a black movie? First of all, I know the way they advertise this, they advertised it like it was a movie about soul music. And then they started to, you started to see more that it was about like your spirit and stuff, but you, you really didn't know what that fucking movie was about until you saw it. And and what I did, oh, I I meant to say this earlier. What I noticed is both times when I watched the princess and the frog and I watched soul and I saw them switch into whatever they was going to be, I was like, oh, so that's what they're going to be for the whole movie. And there was a slight like, oh, damn. Okay. And it's like, okay, I have to pivot now. But, you know, you move on and you watch it and you enjoy the movie for what it is. But guess where you don't see that? You don't see that shit on Frozen. You don't, and they, them niggas got magical powers. You don't see that shit on Frozen, but you're learning about the damn Viking culture and Netherlands or wherever the fuck they were, Holland, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you don't see that shit on, you know, um, what's that movie called with, that y'all keep telling me to watch? And I don't want to watch it because I don't want to cry. Um, it's the Mexican um, Dia de los Muertos Coco? joint. Coco. Oh, I love Coco. So did good. They turn, did they turn into animals on Coco? No. Yeah. You know, the niggas don't turn into animals on Coco. Even on fucking, uh, what's it called? Moana. Moana, you know, the water is the fucking spiritual, you know, like, you know, magical thing in the thing, but she still gets to be her and she still gets, you still get to learn about the Hawaiian culture. In both of them movies, both Princess and the Frog and um, Soul, you don't get to really know too much. It's very surface level with, it's very shallow and surface level when it comes to learning about the culture. And learning about the fucking person that's the main character. Like, all you know is, like, you know, some of their flaws and shit in their personality. And that's it. Like, you don't really learn about the culture like you do in all these other movies. Fucking even Lilo and Stitch. Like, Lilo had Stitch. The little fucking weird alien shit. But no, we always got to turn into something else. And if you want to go even deeper into Hotep land, okay, why we always got to be shape-shifting? <laughs> well, we shape shift every day of our lives. Yeah. Why we got shape shift in a fucking movie? So I feel them. I feel them. But like I said, I still enjoy Soul. I personally would watch that over and over again before I would even watch Bridgerton over and over again. Like, 
I really enjoyed Soul. I really liked the message. And even though I can be wokeish or whatever about it, it's not going to ruin that movie for me. Right, right. <laughs> um, okay, so we still got quite a bit here, y'all. We had a lot going on, so, you know, it is y'all enjoyed <laughs> MAGA. Ciao. Mm. So, <laughs> what was this like? What day was that? It don't matter. Y'all saw it. Uh, <laughs> you talking about the storming of the Capitol? Yeah, I guess. The, uh, yeah, what was the date, Kel? Because that is a historical moment. January six. <laughs> January six. Mm. These niggers, because that's the true definition of niggers. Okay, these ignorant mofo's decided because they didn't like the fact that the Republicans had lost the Senate um, as far as the the majority Senate ruling. And now it's truly a a fully, not fully, but majority ruled Democratic, um, you know, presidency coming up and, you know, government in general is going to be basically democratic um, ruling the entire thing uh they got pissed and they decided to uh because of trump let me not forget that part trump went ahead and made his little statements as well as you know behind the scenes trying to get all the people that he has allyship with um all the republicans to denounce and um come up against claiming what is it confirming uh that Biden and Kamala, Biden and Harris, let me say their last names properly. I don't want to, you know how people used to quickly say Obama and shit like that. They wouldn't call that man by President Obama or President Barack Obama. They love to call him Barack and Obama like he wasn't the motherfucking president. Right. Mr. President, that nigga. Okay. And I'm going to do that with, with, um, Madam Vice President as well. You better call her by her fucking title. So anyway, Biden and Harris are going to, they wanted to, uh, Trump wanted all his little friends (laughs) to, you know, denounce that. And of course, everybody's like, look, give up the ghost, my nig. Like, it's over. Let it go. Let it go. go. (laughs) Quit this bullshit anymore. So, yeah, they told that nigga to let it go, including his old boy, uh, Pence. Pence said, like, no, I'm not doing that shit, nigga. It's unconstitutional. This nigga got pissy, you know, and called out his homies, a.k.a. MAGA and the Proud Boys, and, you know, set the stage for them niggas to come and do whatever they do in in D.C. to protest. So here these niggas come going the extra mile, which this is what I want to talk about really quick. That was a setup. They definitely staged that shit. They, <laughs> them going to the Capitol and there being no police on, on high alert, first and foremost. Okay. Niggas was on high alert with us protesting. It would be 12 niggas protesting in DC. And nobody, from what I hear from other people that are, you know, well informed about what goes on at the Capitol. The capital is usually well sec- secured, well secured with security, niggas with guns, all that different shit, any other time. But 
that day, I remember just watching some of the videos and seeing some of the security guards that were like standing at the gate. And you ever, <laughs> you ever, it's not even like tug of war. You ever like playing with a boy like that you're not supposed to have in the house or whatever. I remember quick side note one time at my grandma's house in Queens and there was a boy that was trying to get into the house to hang out with me, my cousin Rochelle and um, one of our friends, Donna. And we played at the door with him and he was like trying to pull at the door, going back and forth. And we unlocked the door and we basically like just let him come in. It was like, oh, you know, and of course we got in trouble for this. But that's what that shit looked like when I saw them like at the gate, like niggas, y'all both shaking it like, whoa, like (laughs) what the fuck is this? What the fuck are y'all doing? And there's like three niggas there, three security guards there for the mob, for the mob of protesters, terrorists, rather, terrorists. And I love seeing them side note. I love seeing them not being able to get on their planes to go home today. Oh, Oh, girl. Yes. The delight. The delight that I felt. The delight that I felt when I go on Twitter and I be seeing like it's the hashtag thugs and it's nothing but white people calling their people thugs. Like it was just like, mm, this, you know, this is everything. You know, that's why I watch Shameless because I, I love to see the ratchet whites. I love it. I love to see it. I love to cackle, you know, and yes. down. Yes, I cackled down too, child, when I was watching them jump over that fence and go into the building. And I was in awe, though, because I was like, yo, the only thing that pissed us all off is that we would have been dead, dead meat, Mm -hmm. deader than dead, if we would have even stepped a toe on the fucking steps, let alone inside the building. Y'all niggas was in the building peeing from what I hear from some accounts. I heard too. Someone Wow. Y'all doodooing. Wow. Y'all some niggas. <laughs> we the niggers. But no, y'all the niggers. Y'all the motherfucking niggers. I'm saying you can't I'm tell me any difference. Y'all are the niggers. Okay. Don't ever tell me any difference. <laughs> Yo. Wow. Doodooing. Doodooing inside. Like, you know what? You gotta. Your ass is probably still dirty. Unless they wiped it on official documents. That could have happened, too. Y'all some nasty motherfuckers. They really are. But y'all, not y'all some nasty-ass motherfuckers. But, yeah, doodling and all that. And then they set some shit on fire, right? What was that stuff with the smoke and stuff on the stuff? I did hear something about, like, I heard the newscaster say, I didn't see the fire, but I heard the newscaster say that she kept smelling smoke, but she didn't know where it was coming from. So I'm not sure, but yeah, like it was like a crazy ass barnyard barn fire outside, like when they be doing them little bonfires at the at the beach and shit, right? <laughs> California and stuff like that's what that shit looked like. Martha's Vineyard. That's what, that's what that shit looked like. But what was you gonna say? Yeah, like the whole shit is actually very just surprising. And I remember, like when it happened, I didn't pay attention as much because I was just like, "How the fuck did this happen?" And then, um looking back on it like after the aftermath of it and looking at the videos and I see the police officers telling them to come on in like you're waving them to come in I see you opening the door for them so it's like and the fact that they had to call in 
um, the National Guard and and police officers from Maryland, from Annapolis, Maryland. Like, how? Meanwhile, the National Guard was perched. And they knew about it. Let's, let's, not, let's not get it twisted. Let's not say that they didn't know that this was coming because working in security in the past, we would get notified ahead of time if there was going to be something type of like any type of protest or anything like that so that we can be on alert. So if my little SPO ass can know about this shit, I know the fuck y'all did. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's not play yeah. these games. And if even, and to take it a step further, like, even if you want to do anything in D.C., any type of protest, you can't just pop up. You have to have a, um, what's the word? A permit? A permit. Yes. You have to have a permit. So you would have had to notify them that you were coming anyway. So this wasn't something that, like, oh, it just happened. They took over. We were unprepared. Nah, niggas, you was prepared. You just didn't give a fuck. Facts. Facts. They didn't. And they wanted to participate. Yep. They wanted to help. So now help y'all asses to a healthy set of fucking warrants and arrests and COVID. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, um, you know, now we see that Trump is being banned from the internet and they're you know, trying to, their talks, talks of impeachment. And he wouldn't have been banned from Google. Like, is that world history? He's been banned from Google too. Yeah, but like, how do you like? How do you ban someone from yeah. Google? <laughs> Damn. And see, that scares me because, like, Demetria Lucas was saying, like, see, he's been for me. It seems like he's been quiet. I don't know if he posted something else. I heard that he was still able to post on Twitter a little bit too. But yeah, under like, he he wasn't name. using his normal thing. He was po- he's tweeting under POTUS. Oh, God. (laughs) The POTUS account. Okay, well, at least he got the POTUS account. Because here's here's my theory, or here's my logic on saying at least he got that. We know what's coming. It made me nervous. Yeah, it made me nervous that he didn't have shit. Because, and even though he has POTUS, he still may do something dumb. But, like, I just didn't want it to be that he didn't have anything. And then he goes, like Demetri Lucas was saying, that he goes another route uh, even more dangerous route to uh, take us, you know, to hell basically before he he leaves. Like I honestly was starting to wonder if he was gonna just like hit the little button to send off a nuclear bomb, mm-hmm. just because you know I'm leaving like a fart and fucking hit the button and roll out, you know, and just leave us with all the shit stains and smell. You know, and I like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm gonna just fucking start a war before I leave. <laughs> you know, like, I just, I just was waiting for that. And we still got how many days? You know, we still got like nine more days. Woo! Just, nigga, just go ahead and pardon who you wanna pardon these last few days. Do not leave us with no fucking war because guess what? Your ass is still gonna live here and you don't have nobody to help you, you know, and, and put you in no bunker when you're done. So I hope he has enough common sense. I know his whole world is crumbling at his feet. Uh, fucking Melania to move back to her penthouse in New York. From what I hear, probably got the divorce papers drawn up <laughs> already for that ass to sign it, you know? And I'm just like, please Lord cover us with your grace and <laughs> refrain that man <laughs> 
from doing anything else. I was looking at the brain that every night as well. Like, I was like, you know, Lord, I know I should pay for peace for the world anyway, but especially this week, I need for you to send your healing angels, your hem of your garment, just let it, mm-hmm. let the fringe fall down on us. Like, because seriously, Protect I can't. I can't. Have you heard about the uh, stop renting? Is it don't rent DC? No, what's that? So it's like a hashtag going on. It's like Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that, where there um people are asking like Airbnbs to like give them grace for not wanting to rent to like give them the allowance to say I I don't want this person to rent from my facility because they're coming down for the million militia march. Mm. So that's supposed to kick supposedly kick off January sixteenth. I believe mm. is the date is when it's mm. supposed to start happening. So like they this week they're supposed to be starting to come down and do their thing for their whatever they're planning to do. And there's been threats at all fifty capitals. That's for, that's for MAGA. That's like MAGA related shit. Yeah, that's the, the, the Proud Boys thing. Oh. The million militia. Yeah, that's why I said I ain't going nowhere for my birthday. Right? <laughs> I'm not. I fucking can't. But go ahead and explain it. Basically, yeah, it's just what it is. Like, I guess they're trying to make a play off of the Million Man March, <sighs> the Militia uh, March, or whatever. So, like, they're that's been around supposedly. So, I can't stand these niggas. I know. <laughs> all we all we want is peace in what we talk about, peace and equality. Like, that's all the fuck we want when we're marching, you know. But y'all niggas just want you want to keep your your privilege. I guess you want to keep your status as the the upper most high and and you fucking calling on us and saying say her name about bitches that's dying you know and let me not say bitches because this person is not here with us anymore um you know and the christian thing to say is lord rest her soul so you know i don't wish i don't wish violent death upon anyone so i will maintain that but when you try to lump in you know, someone who intentionally, I'll just leave it as intentionally was um, uh, committing a crime and treason. And you try to lump that in with someone who was fucking sleeping in their bed. Minding their business. Minding their business. You try to lump that in with that movement. I just, you're just vile and disgusting. And I, I just don't understand and I never will. I never will. I, and I'm cool. Like I'm I'm about to be 33. When y'all hear this, I will be 33. I, I'm cool with trying to figure it out at this point. I, I, I will continue to state though that I just don't understand the logic, but I don't need to. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't even need to waste my time. Hope they impeach Trump's ass because he won't get any of his little apparently yeah. from what I hear if he gets impeached he won't get any of the little um, uh, benefits of being a uh, previous or uh, whatever you call he it he won't get his pension person. he won't get his yeah. um, uh, security detail he won't get to run again in 2024 Ooh, yes that's the most yes. important one <laughs> Um, I forgot the other part one. I just was looking at it too. 
Um, he won't get um, security mm-hmm. uh, detail, you know, for the rest of his life because all presidents have that for the rest of their life. They have secret security and stuff. Um, and I think they could commit. I think regardless of him being a president or not, or an impeached president or not an impeached president, I think they could still, you know, try to put him in jail. But it would have been highly unlikely that they would have done that if they didn't impeach him mm-hmm. um uh because he is a president but um now i don't know if they i don't know anymore because he has proven himself at the very least if they don't impeach him they still need to try and get his ass on all that shit that he did like that's the least y'all could do yeah that well, he he's trying to pardon himself he has himself on the party so you can't pardon yourself, nigga, when you're I don't know, girl. I don't know because 2020 and 2021 really? has taught me that everything that I thought I knew about world history does not exist. I don't know. Because he's loopholes. Loopholes out the ass. Loopholes. Because mm. ain't Julian like not even a, a like a real lawyer or some shit said, like that? Yeah. <laughs> and oh, like, like the advisor of the president. <laughs> like straight I thought straight. I just remember him from from nine eleven and being like the governor. Yeah, of New, New York. York. Uh huh. Yeah, New York or California? Know, it was New York. It was okay. Definitely New York. Yeah, when nine eleven happened, so that's what I remember him from. But. Mm. Child. Um, but I do want to read part of what um, Michelle Obama, our good sis Michelle Obama, had to say because Barack Obama said some nice things as well, but Michelle Obama gave a thorough read. Um, and so, you know, actually, in the essence of time, I'm going to skip it, but y'all should really go to Michelle Obama's Instagram page. Um, it is her name, Michelle Obama, not the one that's archived for um, president when she was, uh, you know, the first lady, 44. Uh, not that one. But, you know, I love how she said stuff like they proudly waved their traitorous flag of the Confederacy through the halls. Like, because this was truly, you know, they desecrated the center of American government. And once authorities finally gained control of the situation, these rioters and gang members were led out of the building, not in handcuffs, but free to carry on their days and go to Olive Garden as, (laughs) what's that news anchor name? Damn, I forgot his name with the with the white blonde hair. Yes, I know you're talking about too. I can't remember the name. Anthony something, I think, is his name. <laughs> he said they went to Olive Garden. But I love how she called out. It wasn't even a black thing as much as it was an American thing, and I think that speaks to everybody because um, you know we all know us as black people. We we know what the deal is, but. For those who don't identify with our strife and our our issues that we have in the community, with that community, um, what you do identify with as Amer- as an American is being, you know, someone burning our flag, someone spitting on, you know, a president or something, or some someone throwing a shoe at a president, someone <laughs> bombing, you know, as something as serious as someone bombing. Um, a state uh, building or something like that, setting fire to it. That is what they did. They did that in 
our um, federal government building that is used to make laws for the country. Like, you know how serious that shit is? I don't have to go into any further detail, but I love how she stated it. It's worth the read. Y'all really should go check it out. But yes, they are traitors. They are definitely treasonous and they definitely should be on the no-fly list. And I love how even though y'all little asses was able to leave and go back to the fucking Holiday Inn where y'all asses stayed overnight, you woke up to a new day the next morning. Mm-hmm. And a lot of y'all didn't make it home. And you're going to have to find a way to hitch a ride back to fucking West Bumbaclot land, wherever the fuck you came from. Moving on. Um, last topic. Another person that needs a read is Mia Ponsetto. Now, quick rundown for those who don't know who that is. Yes, that is the Hispanic young lady, white adjacent Hispanic young lady who was caught on camera attacking a 14-year-old black boy, accusing him of stealing her phone. And I have to say attacking because I even noticed how the news sometimes has been talking about this story. And they'll just say, she was caught on camera accusing him. But let it have been a black person Mm -hmm. who did the same thing in reverse. They would say she was caught on camera attacking him. And so let's make sure... We say it the same motherfucking way. So she was caught on camera attacking the 14-year-old boy. And child, she was on Gail King. Oh, let me also share the end of the story. In the end, she was incorrect. And somebody, whether it was her Uber driver or the um, clerk at the at the hotel, they gave her back her um, cell phone because, you know, I guess she misplaced it somewhere. So she goes on Gail King because she got arrested later on. They found her ass. She must have been on the run. Found her. She's 22. She's Hispanic. There's a whole thing about, oh, if you're Latino, uh, I can't be a a racist. No, you can if you're white adjacent. Um, And at first I empathized with her when when I heard she was Latin and she was young and I was like, I didn't empathize with her because what she did was wrong, but I, I kind of had my ear open to hear her side. But bitch, this bitch goes on Gail King and shows her whole entire asshole, like just opened it up for everyone to see. Like you, she cleared the room. Like, you know, she's, she, you know, she's a racist. Young as she is, as she want to keep calling out, you know, she's a racist. And I don't care about she's 22, right? Yeah, she was like, I'm young. I've lived just as much. Um, I've, I'm just as young at heart, or, or you know, in in experience, or something like that, as the young man. She quit. First of all, y'all got to watch that interview. She even as Gail. First of all, she does the thing where she's talking over Gail. So some may say, Oh, you grown enough to do that? It's not even that. That's probably some young bitch shit where you think you know it all. So I even charge that to her being young. That's true. But she, Gail is talking to her and telling her, yeah, the young man was 14 years old. She was like, yeah, that's what they say he is. Like, bitch, what kind of white ass shit is that talking about? That's what he say he is. He's fucking 14. And just because our black people tend to mature faster or mature to a, a and still keep our good looks, Okay, we don't curdle. Okay, but, you know we we are strong. Uh, we are a um uh I can't think of the word, but you know we are a 
a beautiful set of creatures, so to speak. Like we we are nimble and and able-bodied and um, you know, strong in stature and and you know, we can that's why they enslaved us, you know. There was a reason why we were enslaved. Okay. So yeah, you see a 14 year old boy that may not look 14, but he's fucking 14. And we're going to use that. Why? Because y'all do that to us. So we're going to say clearly that he was 14 and he was traumatized from the situation just because he was bigger or looked a little older. Don't mean he don't, he's not a youth in school, in middle school or whatever the fuck. And this is the first time he's experienced something like this. So he was traumatized by your dumb ass trying to hop on his back and shit and you know why it's not because oh you hopped on his back it's because he probably know and i don't know i'm i'm just theorizing at this point he probably knows what could have happened there he knows what's gonna happen he probably knows what what could have happened to him and so that is trauma in itself because he said he didn't just the trauma alone of saying that you didn't do something and someone attacking you. Nah, we're black. So that happens all the time now, you know? So that that's his first introduction to that. And then not being believed or whatever, and nobody being able, thank God his father was there to help. Him. And his father, I'm sure felt helpless too. Cause his father knew if he would have yoked her up, which he really wanted to man, Right. One, he's a man, so just race out of the picture, that would have been an issue. And then two, he's a black man. So you're watching your son being attacked and being accused of something. We all know how shit can escalate out of nowhere. And then two, you're also, you know, not able to help because of who you are as a person in this society. So her bitch ass, uh, they're talking about, yeah, they say he was 14, you know, but I'm just as young and blah, blah, blah. And I can't be racist because I'm Latino and 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 then she's putting her hand up, telling Gail to to pause while she's talking. (laughs) I just was like, yo, and Gail did say that apparently she went off script like from what her lawyer told her to say in the interview and, you know, again, saying that she can't be racist as a woman of color. And she said, I wasn't racially profiling whatsoever. I'm Puerto Rican. I, I'm like a woman of color. I'm Italian, Greek, Puerto Rican. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) And so, When she was asked whether she thought she couldn't be racist because she was a woman of, court, um, of color, she said to King, exactly. Well, I would just, dis- um, so Gail King said back, well, I would disagree with that. People of color can be racist too. Do you believe that you should pay a pri- price for this? She said back to that, I don't feel that my accusation is a crime. She did eventually... <laughs> She did eventually say that um, she was sorry. You assaulted somebody. <laughs> you 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 literally assaulted someone. You jumped on someone's back. That's assault. So her lawyer says she agreed that her behavior and her actions were definitely less than elegant, shall we say, 
and less than graceful and less than what anyone else would do. <laughs> what the fuck is this? And she agreed and she would, wouldn't have repeated it. Yes, she would. Did we not see the DUI video? Somebody needs to knock her little ass a peg down. Did y'all not that's see the DUI video? Of her scrambling oh, yeah. on the floor? Like the trash that she is? See, this is this is who you are. Because you were this testing is- out your mom? And see, and I'm not, and I'm not surprised. She has an issue with authority. She has an issue with authority. She thinks she knows it all. And then she's also a fucking racist. So take your racist, know-it-all ass to jail. Sorry, not sorry. Basura. Maybe that maybe you'll understand. But yeah, yeah, that. maybe you'll understand. Right. Basura. I don't know how to say it in Greek or Italian, but basura. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Well. I guess on to the next topic. Oh, we, we are the topics now. This is that was the end of this week's R and R. So again, we'll see if anything else bubbles up later this week. But if not, you know, we'll be back next week. We're most likely a shorter R and R, but we had to cover all that. But now I want to jump into our talk topic. You know, sometimes it's tough when you have so much going on and. You feel like, um, you know, feeling so um, down on yourself for being like, for me, it's an overweight thing and being like, damn, like, I just can't get it together. I just keep getting bigger and bigger. I'm bigger than everybody I fucking know. You know, <laughs> and I just, I yeah, like, I, it's just. I'm trying to really abandon that because, all right, you're not that bad, Anna. You could be worse. And remember, you always thought this about yourself before and you got bigger. And so, you know, beating yourself up is not, not really going <laughs> to, yeah, yeah, it's not going to make you smaller. So, yeah, like today, I made that, that coffee because I want to get some stuff done because, you know, we are on the precipice of moving. So, we really got to start packing. So, and my parents are going to stop by today. Um, so I was just like, I got to really be active today and not just lay around. You know, I've laid around enough and I gave myself permission to lay around, to lay around. Yes. You know? Um, but yeah, when I made the coffee today, I did have cinnamon rolls for breakfast. And last night I had a skillet lasagna that was superb, but all of those things, you know, are very creamy and cheesy and stuff. So, and I plan to give myself a cinnamon roll today. So I am not judging you at all. <laughs> so I made the coffee, and instead of putting regular sugar in it, I put I had monk fruit sweetener from back when I was trying to do uh, keto, mm-hmm. and it tastes like pretty similar to when when I put the sugar in it. So I was like, maybe I could just try to do like small changes here and there just small efforts sometimes I get nervous about the whole pregnancy thing because I'm really I'm I'm on the fence because I'm like damn I want to get pregnant like right now but then at the same time I would prefer to be smaller when I got pregnant so I'm not carrying even more weight on my bones when I get pregnant mm-hmm. is there like this small window of time where you can um 
lose weight while you're pregnant? I well, I don't know no. because with no the reason why I say that because it technically with my pregnancy with Eric, I lost more weight than I gained, and then like mm-hmm. out of nowhere, like month seventh or eight, I blew up. So, um. I think it is something to, and somebody else was like that. Who else was like that? They like lost weight during their pregnancies and then gained weight later on, like mm-hmm. towards the end. And it came out healthy. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I understand what you're saying in the sense of you want to lose that weight and not necessarily even to have a snatch back body. Yeah. But of having a healthy baby, like a healthy pregnancy, like you more and more girls I'm noticing are having that gestational diabetes. And I know it's because of the types of food that we're eating and um, what's available is, you know, one big thing too. And Mm -hmm. like it's a lot of money to eat healthy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's not always um, easily accessible because the places where you can go to like Whole Foods, I mean, we have Wegmans, but you know, those yeah. type of places where they're like catered to healthy lifestyle eating aren't always nearby yeah so yeah that's another thing too but something I was thinking about trying is and I, th- I was talking to my sister about it I was like I think I want to try either Weight Watchers or Noom I'm trying to figure out which one I'm gonna go with I know with Weight Watchers I will see the results immediately not immediately but like within a year I'll say that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've seen people like the end when she um she lost a lot of weight and yeah. I mean, yeah she gained it back and that's the only thing why I feel about Weight Watchers is like I see people have that dramatic change and they look good yeah. and then they somehow revert back into their yeah. old ways and the reason I was thinking about trying Noom is because Noom is centered upon the psychology of it. And I think that's what I need. Um, the psychology of tricking, not tricking my mind, but like being realistic with my lifestyle. Yeah. So it's a lifestyle change. Yeah. Um, I did Noom. Oh, you tried Noom? Yeah, back when I was at Ebrahe. I wonder if I would have did it when I wasn't there. If I would have been more successful, because um, when I look back, like I look at pictures of me like throughout the years, and like the worse I looked in the sense of like not just weight gain, but like I wasn't even wearing makeup after a while. Like you know, I realized oh oh I was depressed. Like I I really. <laughs> was low-key depressed and I just was like it's fine it's fine you know like like, I I mean I would complain (laughs) I would complain about shit but it was like you know it's like being in I I used to say this too while I was there so it's like it's I really can I don't mean to trivialize it because I know you have been through an actual domestic violence situation but um, it don't even have to be domestic violence. It's like having a really bad boyfriend mm-hmm. and you know that it's bad, but you sometimes you can't get out of that situation because mm-hmm. you, you know, financially supported by that boyfriend. <laughs> 
or you just don't know if you're good enough for another boyfriend. <laughs> like that was me. I'm not getting any callbacks from any other jobs. Like I, I just gotta stay here. I gotta stay here and be. <laughs> and that's really what it was like. And then when I got my chance to break free, I left. But what was left of me? <laughs> and I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm here, <laughs> I'm here and I'm alone. And I don't have no financial. Ooh, I'm broke, broke. Like I'm unemployment done ran out. Like damn, you know. But I'm happier. Uh, I'm definitely happier, and I don't want to go back. <laughs> I it's don't. Really even though I'm like, damn, like, live like afterwards. Like I feel like you, your life has been a lot fuller mm-hmm. without having working at AARP versus when you were. Even though you had access to cash to be able to go the places that you wanted to go, it's it's almost like when you have a baby as a teen, like you don't know how you're gonna make it. Like the the thought of you being a teen mom is like, how the fuck are you gonna raise a child? You don't you can't raise yourself, but somehow it happens and somehow it works. That's how I feel like being employed is. <laughs> it's like being when you go from being employed to being unemployed, like magically shit just works yeah just get paid maybe it's on time maybe it's not but (laughs) But that's real that's real like somehow you still survive and I just been trying to say that to God like thank you God because I understand I really do have favor because I have been unemployed for over a year now Mm -hmm. and I still feel comfortable you know, to a certain extent, I may not be able to do all the things I want to do, but I'm, you know, it's also a pandemic. Like I might've felt it a little more if it wasn't a pandemic. I do have to say that piece. Um, but I might've also been employed by now if it wasn't a pandemic. Mm-hmm. So everything is relative. Yeah. But back to what you were saying earlier about, you know, being kinder to yourself in a sense. That's basically what you're saying. Like, I'm really trying to exercise that this year, mm-hmm. live in the moment. I feel like that's part of living in the moment because again, that's like another form of us chasing an end result. Yeah, yeah. That that's And I think that's something that me and you are both like, that's our struggle. Like we are laser focused on the future and what we're supposed to, to be have done and then it's like we're missing the mark every single time and then then we have these reflection moments like well why did we miss the mark i don't understand we did everything we were supposed to do we wrote down our goals and we set our steps but we never really enjoyed or took in the lessons of the process right because like when i did that when i made that little recap video for the for the photo dump or whatever for 2020 Uh i really was like yo we worked our asses off this year we did and i was proud when i looked at that because i was like yo we really made the best of um the 2020 we made the best we we really like and we were going through personal stuff and we still was like working hard, okay? Like fucking voguing and shit in costumes. Right. <laughs> like it was crazy. And we still like, we still made the best of it. So I, I'm proud of us regardless. 
you know, whenever it connects with with the masses, it will connect. People are seeing us. People do see us. I do believe just like with Freaks and Geeks, if we ended things that people would be like, oh, what happened? Right. Like, it'd be like, bruh, like, we we were trying. We were trying to get y'all attention. Y'all wasn't really saying nothing, but, or paying for nothing. But, um, yeah, whenever it connects, it will or whatever. But, um, as always, we're just trying to work smarter, not harder. Um, but I think we definitely showed improvement in year two. We definitely did. Yeah, I think we show consistency. When I think when I reflect back on 2020 with CCC, we show consistency with um, pulling out quality products. We mm-hmm. show consistency with um, collaboration whenever it was possible. We weren't lazy with things. Like we actively sought out opportunities, and we also, you know, linked up with smaller people who are on their on the precipice of becoming bigger people who will be mm-hmm. able to help us out. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. in the long run, I think we're not a we're not meant to be a popcorn microwave mill. We're meant to be a stovetop, mm. you know. Yes. Not stovetop, but oven simmered. Something. <laughs> yeah, we, we got a simmer. Yeah. We got a simmer. Yeah. So and thicken. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, because as quickly as they rise, is as quickly as they fall. So, we're playing a long Talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> if I think about it from that perspective, I feel a, a lot better. Like, I am, I've never been excited to look forward to a new year with CCC, if I'm being honest, or any of our projects that we have. I've never been truly excited. This year, mm-hmm. I actually am excited because now that I have a better understanding of who we are and not trying to compare myself to, or compare our brand to other people's brands. I appreciate the minor, mm-hmm. um, not minor, because that's that's even kind of like um, not demasculating it, but what's the word? Belittling it. Yeah, belittling it. That's even mm-hmm. belittling it. Saying that you know these little, they're little. They're still big things. There might be they're small in number, but they're still big major moves. Yeah. So, I'm excited about those major moves that we're um, about to to work on with our micro events. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And I think we're only going to get better, um, more seasoned. And, um, you know, it's just interesting, you know, watching other podcasts and stuff. And, uh, you know, we don't know what they went through behind doors, closed doors either. And, and like you've said, some some people just got more connections, but we have our connections too, mm-hmm. Loki. We do, and and they're great connections. Mm-hmm. All the people that we do shout out and stuff like that, they they are great connections. So they actually look out, they actually listen actively, not just like a one time and then we never hear from them again. You know, like yes. I appreciate the nails. I would like love to do. Um, loyalty things. I don't know if that's going to be this year or not. Um, to do something for our loyal listeners. Not even listeners, because I don't even. I wouldn't even consider them necessarily just listeners. I would just say like collaborators or whatever the case may be. But 
<sighs> I would yeah. love to do something nice for them, like, at some point. I don't know if it will be this year, because if I had my way, I would love to do a dinner party for them, dedicated, and they would have their own little boxes of personalized gifts from us. That would be great, but... Yeah. You know, when I hear that, I like my mind immediately goes into the video production of it all. Like I just be like imagining the recap video, <laughs> and I like I know what song I want to play yep. in the back. There's this album called Dinner Party. I don't know if you've ever heard it before, um, but it, it's just like all these. It's basically instrumentals. I'll I'll send it to you or whatever, but it's very vibey um and i just know exactly what song i would want to play for the recap video of our dinner party um yeah Yeah. (laughs) so we'll see we'll see what the future holds yeah i don't see um covet being um a thing where it's going to go away this year unfortunately yeah me neither i definitely (laughs) think that it the most that we can do is probably send the gifts that we would have given them at the dinner party to them. Um, and I'm okay with that too. Yeah. 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 I have a, I have a conversation. I mean, uh, an idea, but it had to be too soon. So it won't work. (laughs) One of our ideas that we already had with, um, like, the happy hours and stuff. Like if we did that for our anniversary. Oh yeah. If our anniversary wasn't in two weeks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and exactly. That's like, the part that I do have to struggle with. Um, okay. But yeah, that's the one part ooh, where I do have to be kind to myself because I was just thinking about that in a sense of, Raquel, you had how many days off of work? Why the fuck weren't you at Anna's house working on some CCC stuff? Oh, no. Yeah. You know what? You you had to decompress. If you don't decompress, then you're no good to anyone, including CCC or yourself. And I know you know that, so I'm sure you, you was about to say all of that already. Right. Exactly. But we got a lot to work on this year and, you know, we're going to keep all the same type of content coming you guys' way when it comes to CCC and, you know, we're growing and we want to see if y'all are growing with us. So make sure that you share what you think about what you want to do with your year of 2021, how you want to set your intentions and, and, if you are taking a moment to get introspective on how you want your year to go in 2021, but we're going to continue the show and move on into this week's philanthropy highlight. So Kel hit us off with that. Get up, get out and get something. How will you make it if you never even try? You need to get up, get out and get something. Cause you and I got to do for you and I. So 2020 and 2021 has been um, a year. <laughs> it's been it's it's been quite a year. It sometimes it feels as though like 2020 never really left. She probably just she changed her lace front from being you know long body wave to a short bob. But it's okay. It's okay. 
we did have some highlights, you know, and high moments throughout 2020 that we have to be proud of. And one of those high moments was Queen B, Beyonce. Yes. So Beyonce has been doing her thing, like always supporting the people, always, you know, giving back some of the goods that she might have, not only through her talents in music and dance and choreography and exposure to new cultures of the Black community, but just philanthropy moments. As far as like in conjunction with Jack Dorsey, she donated $6 million for African-American mental health during the pandemic. She rented an entire wing of a hospital for COVID-19 treatment. She did free COVID-19 testing. She donated free supplies for COVID-19 and has given out at least $10,000 grants to 600 businesses. Now, y'all know we need that type of, you know, help and assistance in the community. And she's currently giving out $5,000 to those who are facing eviction. And in conjunction with the Megan Thee Stallion, they donated all proceeds from the Savage remix to the COVID-19 relief. She donated proceeds from the Black Parade to Black businesses that suffered from shutdowns. She got Adidas to donate $10 million to help support Black businesses. And she put up a directory on her own website that housed some of the people from the DMV, ourselves, like Donye Taylor. Donye um, Taylor, sorry, I messed up her name. Oh, yeah, yes. Um, and Ray and Knight, I think, too, might be from here as well. Um, oh. She has picked up a directory on her own website to advertise Black businesses, and she's donated to the NSARS protests in Nigeria and helped provide food and shelter. So she has been constantly keeping her ears to the needs and giving out when she can. So, you know, we should all take that memo in our book. And I'm actually going to add, add another philanthropy into that mix as well um recently i went to um recently (laughs) every sunday i go to church but um virtually (laughs) on my laptop virtually yes and this sunday you know i was thinking like okay we we, stimulus checks are coming in i have a little bit more money i don't want to be selfish with god because god has never been selfish with me and it felt so good to give back and like a real tithes, like not my normal yeah. tithes. Like you did a tithe and offering. Yeah, like a real tithe. Like I hear it when you do more. <laughs> oh, you haven't. Okay, we'll talk about that offline. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, like ten yes. percent of like what I actually got in hand, not just like what I have left in my bank account. Like this is what yeah, I got, yeah. and this is what I'm given. So, like, you know, like, don't be stingy with God, because God will never be stingy with you. Amen. You're the one that taught me that with the 10%, like, really giving the 10% rather than, you know, nothing else. And and doing the tithing and um, how it it helps, you know, you saw a difference, yeah, so to speak, when you started tithing. And... I totally saw a difference when I started tithing. I started tithing, you know, while I've been unemployed and um, while I was getting unemployment because you can't tithe, even though they say you can tithe, you know, if you don't have anything, you have something. And that's what the point, I guess, um, give what you have is what it says in the Bible. Um, He doesn't ask what you don't have. He asks what you have, you know, 
So if you don't have, you're not supposed to be like, I don't got none at all. I don't right, got no money. Right. No, he didn't ask her. Like, here's the story of the woman with the oil and stuff. He was like, I asked you what you had. You know, I ain't ask you about no riches and coins and all that stuff, you know, and I don't have a son or whatever she said. He was like, lady, um, can you go ahead and get them oils and fill up them bags? So, um, and she did that. And it, and so I have definitely seen how I have been able to, me and Dennis have been able to survive, even though we are wildly <laughs> like the income. Okay. Not to go too far into my business, but it's a testimony. So I share that off the strength of like, you know, I don't, I'm not ashamed, but I know how some people can interpret things and stuff like that, but I share it as a testimony. So I'm not fearful um, to share that information because I don't know how we survive. Yep. I don't know how. And, and, well, I do know. It was God. God. Exactly. You right. You right. You right. Exactly. It was God. It was God. It was spiritually um, him taking us through and somehow money coming in in different ways um, legally. Right, right. <laughs> so we, we were getting support, you know, and we still are getting support in different ways out of nowhere. And some it's be shaky. It be shaky sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, bringing it back around town to Beyonce, you know, sometimes God blesses others so that they can bless um others that are really in need Mm -hmm. so like you kel like you said you was able to do that tithe and that money i'm sure a part of it will go to someone in need from your church and so if you didn't take the time to tithe that that person might have not gotten that money so that's just how you see how it can it's just a full circle it's a full circle so Salute to Beyonce for using her resources and her um, her gifts and her popularity to help others and Megan Thee Stallion and whoever else is involved in those projects because, um, you know, people are really hurting out here. Scamming is at an all-time high um, because people are hurting. Like, no, like, y'all think we talking about scamming ass niggas, you know, like city girls and shit. No, there's a, no, scamming is real. Scamming is real and they do it all over the world. And um, this is a time with people hurting so much that they're really trying to get niggas. Like I just got some shit on my phone from Amazon, some fake ass Amazon thing. And I clicked on it and I almost put my information into it. I was like, I didn't order this. And my dad was like, oh yeah, I've been getting that scam for like two weeks now. I I keep deleting it. I was like, yo, like they, they are finding ways. Mm -hmm. Like you really got to be on your toes right now, y'all. So um, a lot of people are out here hurting, but it's great to know that there are people that are trying to do their part. And if we all do our part, you know, we'll we'll be much better off as a society because these niggas ain't trying to give us but two cents, two red cents per week or whatever. Like they they ain't even, whoo, child. I don't know what's going to happen to America. what's gonna happen to america i don't know how y'all expect you know (laughs) i don't know how y'all expect us to re re um recover as a economy if y'all can't even you know break the safe and give us some substantial money per week y'all ain't even trying to do that i mean you make your own money so it doesn't make sense see that's a whole nother topic for another day (laughs) it's just printing shit 
It's print. I mean, it's deeper than that, but it, it's printing some shit. All right, y'all. So let's go ahead and move on into this week's last call. I like to propose a toast. I said toast, motherfucker. Last call. All right, y'all. So yeah, it's a brand new year, and we just want to kind of give you guys some tips on how to be renewed. You know. So there's different ways that you can kind of renew yourself, renew your body going into this new year. And it starts off with like accepting yourself just as you are. Like that is one big keynote that I am learning to do. I'm accepting this weight that I have gained and I'm loving it. I'm looking in the mirror like, mm, this curves, I'm, I'm a bad bitch. I look good. I'm soft. Yes. I'm I've, been, I've been trying to say something. I'm, I'm hydrated. soft and cuddly. Or, ooh, yes. I'm yeah. You know, like it's fine. Yeah. You know, it's okay. You be kind to it. yourself. Be kind to yourself. Exactly. That's some of what we talked about in the talk topic earlier. Yes. Mm-hmm. And eat healthy foods. Like you're not you're gonna have your yes. bad days when you're you, you know, you're just not feeling it and you wanna go get that little mini bunt cake from nothing but bunt. And then you're gonna have them other days where you know you can just go ahead and get that head of lettuce, the romaine lettuce or whatever the case may be, or butter lettuce, chop it up, and then you know. <laughs> You eat healthy, like eat healthy. There's a balance in that. And when you eat healthy, you'll feel good from the inside out. There's a balance. Even for cognac cupcakes and conversations, we we have to balance. Sometimes it's water and lettuce exactly. rather than the cupcake and the cognac. Exactly. And take the time to appreciate yourself. Like do something nice for yourself. You know, um, I think, who is it? Um, something Dash. She played on Orange is the New Black. Um, mm-hmm. pa, is it Dasha Polanco? Is that her name? Dasha Polanco. It is her. Yeah, I smell good. I smell good. Mm-hmm. Yes, like she's so she does like little things like to really like uplift herself and things of that nature of that nature. So so take the time to appreciate you know the woman or the man that you are. Stop and swap. You have control of your life. So you can stop any of those negative thoughts and negative energies that's trying to come upon you. And you have the power. Remember, you have the power to change that mentality, to change that energy and make it a positive energy and a positive moment for yourself. Um, Share your thoughts with a trusted person. Get therapy, niggas. Get therapy. <laughs> I mean, you could talk to your friends. That's cool and all. But um, I honestly recommend getting a trained therapist who can really guide you down to the to to the right thing because friends you you don't want to like offload too much onto them and they don't need to know everything you know you want to keep a proper balance within your friendships and your relationships that you have with people so have a person that is trained to be able to take in all of that drama from everybody else throughout the day and then they know how to properly unleash it and move on about their day so get a therapist um maintain positivity like we've been saying it over and over again the positive thoughts appreciate the little things in your life be happy and be grateful for the journey y'all we talked about that when we were talking about the movie so like you really have to trust and um trust the journey in your end and enjoy the moment and that you have so that you can really appreciate all of the things that you've been given and you'll see the blessings that you have. You'll be able to be like, damn, look how far I came, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, do something that makes you excited, even if it's unconventional. So if that's for me, 
that's dancing in my underwear or dancing naked, really, honestly, if I'm being truthful. Um, you know, <laughs> dance naked, blasting your favorite song, twerk in the mirror. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Yeah, like have whole vibes. Whatever, whatever you do to make you feel good, do that. Um, and stop planning and worrying and live your life. God has already had a plan in place. You just need to align. And I got this from our good sis manifesting, um, the manifesting beauty. Shout out to her. Yes. God has a plan already in place. You just need to align your desires with his plan. The Ooh. end has already begun. We're just moving through the motions. Your story's already been written. He knows yes. exactly what's going to happen to you. So you wasting time. It's doing nothing for yourself. It's doing nothing for your body. It's doing nothing for your mind. It's doing nothing for your spiritual, you know, your spiritual being. It's doing nothing for the people that are around you. You are not doing any of a favor by being Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. So, and um, that's a word. It is. It's a word. word. It really is a word. It really is. Um, And then lastly, check your mindset just make sure that you have a positive mindset and outlook looking towards things and you will be renewed it's really easy once you start you just gotta shift it so shift your mindset Mm -hmm. yes well today has been a great episode we hope y'all enjoyed it um we have been all I think it'll be a little less than, than two hours, but we'll see. Y'all, y'all see it right now if you're listening. So <laughs> if you made it to the end, salute. <laughs> Make sure that you follow us at Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations on Instagram and on Facebook and on YouTube as well. And Twitter is at CCC Vibes. Kel, tell them the website. Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations.com. We have some really great things coming down the pipeline this year. Just wait on it. Some things that people have been yeah. requesting for a long time, asking for, it's coming. Just it's keep, coming. You know, tuning in, following us on IG, and we will be excited yes. to make that announcement really soon. Like we said during the talk topic, we we just simmering right now. So we simmering. So, you know, stay tuned. Indeed. All right, y'all. See you next week. Peace out. It's a vibe.